0: What should every business owner know about employment law? Employment law feels like this big category of federal laws and state laws and regulations. And that's because it is. It can feel enormous. It can feel overwhelming. So today we're going to talk about the big stuff that business owners should know if you haven't hired employees yet or if you're about to or you have a few employees and you're growing. The first question is, is a worker an employee or are they an independent contractor? Business owners would love to categorize every single worker as an independent contractor. Why? Because you avoid payroll tax, that's about 15% of what you're paying. Second, you avoid all the employee rights laws. These are the laws that we'll cover coming up next. Dealing with vacation time and sick time and termination and discipline and discharge and all these different pieces. You don't have to deal with that when you have a contractor. So the first question is, hey can you just list all of your workers as contractors? Well. Business owners have tried that. And the states have said, no, we want to protect the workers. And so even if a business owner calls someone an independent contractor, we're going to figure out if they really are an independent contractor or if they're a worker. And I'll give you a little hint. Most of the time, the state is trying to figure out how to make someone a worker worker because the state is very concerned about the protection of workers in the state. Now there are a number of tests and I have some other videos on what those tests are. But the question of whether a person who is working for you should be characterized as an independent contractor or employee is a very important decision at the foundation of employment law. What's next? Hiring. When you hire, there are very strict rules that apply to how you process job applications. For example, can you discriminate against somebody if their name sounds foreign? No, you can't. That is a right of job candidates protected by federal law and virtually all states laws. You can't discriminate someone based on your perception of their race or their foreign background. That's hiring. What else? Non-compete agreements, non-solicitation agreements, non-disclosure agreements, agreements to follow employee handbooks and employee policies, the onboarding process of hiring someone and then having them sign paperwork. There are state and federal laws for Uh, many aspects of those categories. And so that's another important area. I often see new business owners who are hiring some people not realize that they are inadvertently violating the law. They fail to do something that's absolutely required under the law. And they may suffer the consequences of that. Once you've hired somebody, then the question comes up, how much do I pay them? Are they entitled to overtime? Do they get time and a half? And how do you calculate overtime? You know, What if a person works a 24-hour shift? Are they entitled to overtime because in that day they worked more than a regular shift? Or what if it's in a week period? They work 50 hours in a week instead of 40 hours. Are they entitled to overtime? Well, what if it's during a pay period? State law governs all that and there are also federal laws that govern that. I'm not going to necessarily get into what all those laws are today. This video would be quite lengthy, but it's important to know that overtime and how it's calculated and how much to be paying people is an important category to discuss with your attorney and perhaps even a CPA. The next question that comes up with employment law for business owners is vacation time. How do you calculate vacation time? How much notice do employees need to give before taking vacation time? How long or how many days can they take at once? Very similarly is sick time. How much notice does a person have to give if they're sick? Employees will tell you they don't often know if they're getting sick in advance. And what if their sick time significantly hurts the company? How many days can a person take off if they're sick? And how sick do they really need to be in order to take time off? This is a hot area of state law, and so states have very important protections and also vary state-by-state in what those laws are. Federal law also applies to sick leave or sick time off. Workplace safety is another important issue. Now, if you have a business office, for example, with desks and chairs, The bigger concern here is whether a person has some sort of injury that requires reasonable accommodation so that they can keep doing their job. For example, most of the time, if a person requires a back support on their chair, the law says an employer must provide that for them so that they can do their job. Or if they need their monitor elevated or if they need some other reasonable accommodation to keep doing their job. Now, you might say, what's reasonable? That depends on state law. Now, if you're running an industrial type business, tooling or machinery, construction, something where risks are higher, then you're going to have uh, more concerns regarding OSHA and workplace safety involving all of those. Uh, OSHA stands for Occupational Safety and Health Act. It's a federal law that provides employees rights regarding safety in the workplace. Another hot category is discrimination. We're talking about discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, age, and disability. But you also have states that protect against discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, family status, pregnancy, veteran status, genetic information. Some of those are incorporated into federal laws. And we're not just talking about flat-out racism here or flat-out discrimination. We're talking about preferences when one person gets promoted and not another. And why is this really important? Because often, the test is not, was the employer discriminatory in his or her heart? That's not the test. The first test is, did the employee feel discriminated against based on a protected class? And then the second question is, would a judge or somebody else investigating on the outside come to a reasonable conclusion? that it was likely a discriminatory purpose that drove a specific action. So let's say for example that you terminate a person of one skin color but not another person of a different skin color. And let's say you made a comment a week prior, just a generic comment that's despairing people of a certain skin color. Well. Think about that. A reasonable fact finder or judge or investigator will look at that and go, ah, we have the timing of a discriminatory comment and then we have a termination of a person or you didn't promote them. That can often lead a reasonable party making a decision, and looking at the facts to conclude there was discrimination there. Now you might say they were totally unrelated, or the comment was made by one person in management and a different person in management made the decision about a promotion or a termination. So what's an employer to do? Well, an important part of employment law is documenting the basis for various decisions that are made, whether it's termination or promotion so that if there's ever a challenge to why decisions are made, there's documentation on what factors were considered that led to that. So if somebody argues, oh it was discrimination for some other reason, you can go back and look to the basis for that decision and the documentation prepared at the time to protect the company from a wrongful claim of discrimination. Another important area is termination, doing it the right way, making sure employees know their rights at the time of termination. For example, they have a right to health insurance and continuing company health insurance through COBRA. Employees may have other rights under state law, like a right to their employee file, a right to wages within a certain period of time. And then finally, after termination, what rights do the employees have? Do they have rights to their employment records? Do they have rights to have their certain information sent to an attorney or to a new employer or to the federal government? This is employment law. And this is what a lot of business owners don't realize because they're so focused on growing a great company. So it's absolutely understandable if you as a business owner don't know what employment law is. Nobody's born as a child knowing what employment law is. There's some point in time where you start to realize ah these are the issues that I need to pay attention to as I build a team of great people who support the cause in our business. And so if you have questions about employment law that is a great opportunity to engage an attorney and often new business owners will just hire an attorney for one hour to answer a lot of the questions that they have about the business. So you might consider making a list of questions you have and then reach out to a business attorney. And I would even send the attorney in advance your list of questions because some attorneys know employment law, but not trademark law. Or they may know business law, but not copyright law. And so whatever your questions are, When you put those on a list, you can identify an attorney who's going to be able to answer all of those questions. So, if you're at this point, a great option is to just make that list and email a few attorneys who seem to have the qualifications and personality and credentials you're looking for and email them in your state and say, Hey, could I buy an hour of your time to consult with you on the following questions that I have? If you are the type of person who is interested in avoiding legal problems by growing a great, healthy company, a strong team where you are managing businesses and you are managing the people in your company or companies, you are welcome to get our free resource which equips you with what you need to know in contract law, intellectual property law, compliance with state and federal laws, and all sorts of other important areas that come up in running a business as an entrepreneur and as a leader of an entrepreneurial company. You can get it at AaronHall.com free. There's no charge, and it's a way that you can get access to exclusive resources, videos, checklists, etc., that I've put out to help guide business owners to avoid problems this is all part of this YouTube channel in an effort to help business owners avoid problems to save money on legal fees to avoid the painful distractions that lawsuits can bring or government investigations the last thing you want to be is having a target on your back for lawsuits or government audits or investigations If you go to AaronHall.com slash free, you will start getting access to the resources so that you can become empowered with education to avoid these problems in your company so you can achieve business success and have a successful life. I'm Aaron Hall, an attorney for business owners and entrepreneurial companies. To learn more about me, feel free to go to AaronHall.com.